the Sempire Diaries podcast. This podcast is for both aspiring and current female entrepreneurs looking for either guidance or support as we break down doors and shatter glass ceilings. We can do it alone or we can be unstoppable together. I am your host, Anna Marie. Let's do this. Hello. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How's your Friday going? It's fantastic. Have you been pretty busy or are Fridays usually uh, pretty slow for you? Pretty slow. I've had to leave room for me to just like ease into the weekend. Oh, sure. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do is actually take like a half day. So once we're done with this podcast today, I am going to get pretty and make my man take me out on a date and just enjoy some of the sunshine that we've been experiencing here in L.A. Yes, it's amazing today. Last week, we went to go see Avengers Endgame, and that was like three and a half hours of Avengers nerd talk, and it was just a perfect (laughs) escape. I'm like, this is exactly what I needed uh, to really just like prepare me for relaxation for the weekend. Definitely. I heard that movie was really good, too. It is very good. I will not spoil anything, though, because apparently in in this world, you're not allowed to talk about the movies until other people have seen them, because people get real (laughs) serious about these things. So I'm learning. I sure do. I'm learning. Um, Let's let's introduce ourselves. Uh, Welcome to the Vampire Diaries podcast. I am your host, Anna Marie. Today, we have an incredible guest for you, Lakeisha Corbett. She is a mindset coach here in L.A., and um, she's got an incredible story. I think it's really going to be an inspiration for women everywhere. Lakeisha, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, guys. Thank you so much, Anna, for having me. I'm so excited to be here right now. I am a mindset coach for female creatives who are ready to unlock and unleash their power into the world. And I love what I do because I know what it's like to be on the other side of the confusion and the turmoil and the pain of just being lost in the world. And now that I have found my calling, I feel like it is my mission to help women do the same. Love that. How did you get started in this? I mean, I, I believe your story starts way back in 2015, correct? So it was the fall of 2015, and I had just gotten fired from my job, which I had given so much of my life to, and my boyfriend had just spoke up with me. He just, like, moved out and was just like, I don't think that's living together is a really good idea. I had put, like, my college career, like, on my credit card because I was paying for it out of pocket, and I was, I hit rock bottom. (laughs) Like... I was crying on my bathroom floor, so confused as to what I wanted to do with my life next. And then I just, I remember just saying, like, I need a sign. Like, someone, I don't know if it's God, the universe, whomever, please come and help me because I don't know what I'm going to do. And I think as, as business owners, <laughs> we've all had those moments of just everything's falling down, everything's falling apart around me, and it's really this kind of rock-bottom moment that, gives you just the space to say, I need something good to happen right now, whatever it is, wherever I'm supposed to be, wherever my life is supposed to go on this path, like, I just need something, anything to hold on to right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And it didn't come to me overnight, but it did eventually come to me. I knew that I had always loved writing. Um, I knew that I wasn't happy in school, so I ultimately decided to drop out after that semester because I was like, I can't afford this anyway. And then I found a life coach, and she was just like, you know, I can help you um, really just, like, see where your strengths are, you know, help you find your passion in life. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, it's writing. So I started a blog. And then from the blog, I was getting so much feedback, like, over the course of a year of growing it. And I was like, I want to help people on a more personal level. I want to actually have conversations with people. And I was like, okay, it's time to turn this blog into an actual business. And then I decided to be a life coach. Wow. Yeah. So you were able to take one of your passions, writing, and you said, like, I'm actually having a bigger impact than I thought my my blog would have. And I realized that my blog can not only help people realize that, like, you're not you're not alone in your story, but also um, that you could really, you know, be a a, a guide almost uh, to someone else in that same similar journey. Mm-hmm. So, can we talk about um, can we talk about this this breakup a little bit? Because I know it is a big part of your story and a big reason why you were um, were able to take these leaps. Can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So he decides that we shouldn't live together anymore, but he stays in my life and he ends up paying for my blog. So he pays for like my subscription and with like WordPress. I think that's what I had at the time. And he helped me invest in my first coach. And I was like, Oh my God, you know, maybe it wasn't right for us to like live together, but like, he's still so amazing. Like I love you so much. Um, and I'm like still fixated on this relationship and that it has to work. So now, Two years go by, and we spend my birthday together, and the day after my birthday, I never hear from him again, well, for six months. So he takes me up for my birthday. It's amazing. We're making plans for the future, all this stuff. And then he comes You had no idea what was going on. You had no idea. No, no idea. And I was like, maybe something bad happened to him. Like, I can't find him on social media. I'm, like, freaking out. I'm calling his phone. I'm calling his job. And just cricket. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And for a girl who, like, my dad wasn't there for me growing up and stuff. So, for me, it was just like, God, like, what the hell is wrong with me? Like, I guess, like, I'm unworthy of love. I'm not good enough. Like, all of these insecurities just start rushing to the surface. And... For about six months, it kind of just felt like my life was on pause because I felt like he was someone who believed in me and had, like, invested in me and my future and my business that I was like, I can't do it without him. That literally I just stopped blogging and everything. And I was, I had, like, already had a new job, and I was like, whatever. And my friend was like, well, we have to find him because, like, he needs closure. And I was like, okay. So randomly we just decided to Google him. And we Googled him, and I found his baby registry. <gasps> my birthday is in March, and the baby registry was for February. And it was like, you know, I'm so excited for, like, the baby girl or whatever. And it was, like, the date of, like, when the little girl was born. And I'm like, oh, so he had a baby. And that is why he ghosted me. Oh, my gosh. Did you ever confront him? Did you ever, like, 
call him screaming. I mean, thank God he's not dead or in a hospital somewhere or, God forbid, anywhere else. But, I mean, you know, when someone drops off the just, like, the face of the planet like that, I mean, you must have had so many questions just about your relationship. But also, there was a real love there at some point. So, I mean, weren't you just so scared of, like, what what happened? Or, I mean, you must have had so many questions. Yeah, I was freaking out. And finally, it was like, okay, I got this closure that I had wanted. And I think a lot of times in relationships and stuff, we look for closure because we think that it's finally going to close the chapter and it's going to make us feel better. But it only enraged me even more. Right. I couldn't figure out why he never said anything and why he thought that that was the best way to go about it. So I'm, like, hysterical breaking down at work that I have to go home for the day. And I call my cousin, and she's like, let's go to his job. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. We're going to hunt him down. (laughs) Exactly. I'm going to, like, attack you. And then I'm going to throw a stapler at your face. (laughs) Right? And then I'm like, no. So I wrote this message to him that was just like, I don't understand what I did that was so bad to you that you just couldn't be like, hey, I did this thing, and I didn't know how to tell you, but here's what it is. And he wrote back and was just like, I don't know what you want from me. I don't know what you want me to say. And then I broke down again. Uh, Apology would be just like a great place to start, dude. (laughs) Exactly. And then he kind of was just like, you know, I didn't know how to tell you because a part of me felt like if I would have told you, you would have found a way to kind of make it work. And as angry as I was at him for what he did, I realized that there was truth in what he said. Mm. That the optimist in me would have been like, oh, my God, well, did you make a mistake? Like, is this what you really wanted to do? And maybe I can forgive you. Whether it meant that we would end up in a relationship or not, but I would still try to be your friend. Because I was dealing with so many abandonment issues, it was really difficult for me in in the early stages to really cut off people. So I felt like, Maybe if it just meant that we weren't romantically together, I could still figure out a way to keep you in my life. And that relationship and that ghosting really just helped me to see that I had more healing to do in my own journey and that I really needed to love myself and understand that people don't get to treat me like that. And I get to walk away from people. So it was a blessing in disguise. I mean, we go through, I mean, I I feel like I don't speak alone when I say that we go through, you know, horrible relationships, unfortunately and fortunately. And, you know, sometimes we come out of these horrible relationships and we're able to have that, that oh my gosh, I can't speak, introspective moment like, like you did, um, what advice would you give to other women that are also, you know, in the middle of this, like, traumatic, or, you know, a traumatic situation, something similar, hopefully um, not the same situation, but what advice would you give to women that are in this and they're like, but, like, maybe we can stay friends, but, you know, because you have to transition between maybe we can stay friends, maybe we can work this out to, you know what, actually, I don't deserve this at all. Like, what advice would you give to women so that they can have that that sort of clarity, too? Just to get clear on what you really want. Because 
I was so focused on, like, maybe if, you know, if he would have, like, stayed in my life as a friend, then maybe he would have realized how amazing I was. And I realized that that was my pattern in my previous relationships as well. So Mm -hmm. I really had to get down to the bottom of what I really wanted. And I didn't want to be someone's friend that I was in love with. I wanted a partner. I wanted someone who was going to love me and support me and I do the same back. And once you get clear on what that really is, you'll realize that you're settling for so much less than what you really desire. Oh, truth. Oh, I just got goosebumps during that. <laughs> I think so many women, we also feel like like we're not worthy of the big lifetime love. And, I mean, for me, that's just an indicator of, okay, we've got some inner work to heal, you know? Um mm-hmm. <laughs> It's uh it's it's a really it's a really hard experience. Uh but obviously going going through something like that you you do rediscovered yourself. Mhm. Definitely. So um this this all happened while you were still in New York, right? Yeah. So what made you make the decision to move out here to LA cuz you're in LA now? So I had always wanted to move to L.A. I grew up watching Laguna Beach and the hills, and I was like, I want that life. I am meant to be surrounded by sunshine and beach and fresh air all the time. And after the breakup, after the ghosting, it was just like, okay, like, I really need a change. And to be completely honest, I felt like I couldn't change surrounded by people who saw the flaws in me who like saw me make promises to myself and break them and who like truly knew me. I felt Mm -hmm. like I had already started my coaching business and I needed to form a new identity and I needed to be in a whole new environment. And it was difficult for me to like physically put myself separate. Like I had a roommate, my whole family lived there. Like my whole life was in New York. And I was like, if there is one moment where I owe it to myself to just try, it's this. If you're truly saying that you're worthy of more, that you deserve more, it's time for you to create that entire life from scratch. And I'm on the one-way ticket. There's a, you just reminded me of a country song. I think it's a country song. I'm not really sure, but it's, it's like the words are, you can only move on if you move out of a small town. (laughs) So it's like mm-hmm. you really have to ditch, you know, all of those people that were almost enabling this relationship. And even you said before, you're like, well, maybe if um, maybe if we stay friends, then he'll realize that I'm actually the best thing for him. It's like, well, you had years to realize that in the first place. Like, I don't need to give you mm-hmm. any more of my time for you to realize that. And then when it comes yeah. to your friends, you're like, you guys didn't say anything to me. Like, you didn't keep me accountable. You didn't tell me that, hey, there's a red flag in this relationship. Like, I want you to be, mm-hmm. you know, loving towards yourself. Like, and it's almost one of those things. It's like, well, maybe some of these people haven't healed their own stuff. And so they mm-hmm. don't even see the red flags in that relationship. So I completely understand just saying, you know what? I'm going to let this all on fire. I'll move across the country and we're going to start fresh. <laughs> Definitely. And it's also one of those things where it's like, if you do have those people in your life who are just like, hey, you know, you're going down the wrong path, you're so addicted to your excuses and your limitations and the bubble that you live in, 
that you almost start to, like, attack the person that's just like, well, you do mm-hmm. stupid things all the time, too, so why am I going to listen to you? Oh, my gosh, It was about gosh. me yes. creating a new foundation for myself that was just like, you know what? Everybody got to go. It's like and when you're in off. the middle, yeah, when you're in the middle of that, like, toxic relationship or whatever it is, it's like you you almost start defending it because you are so addicted to that, like, very unhealthy version of love. You know, I, I've totally been in that same place. It, you know, caused a, a little bit of a relationship problem with my mom, a couple of relationship problems with my friends. But what really came out at the end of it was I went to all of them and I said, you know what, you guys warned me. You guys told me that this was not okay and I just didn't listen to you and I'm sorry. You know, and I'm sorry that I, you know, got mad at you when you tried, you know, just opening my eyes to what was really going on. And that is something that I still apologize about to this day because I'm like, you guys, all you were doing was loving me, you know? Yeah, definitely. So did you know anyone in California before you moved out here? I mean, L.A. is so big. There are so many different areas of L.A., and I feel like, each pocket has its own personality. I mean, how did you even decide where to live? Definitely. So I had a coworker that I used to work with um, probably like eight years prior. And we were still kind of cool. And I had just reached out to her and was like, hey, I know that I had promised three years ago that I would move here with you. And I know I backed out, but I'm ready to go. Like, can I just like crash on your couch? I will give you rent. But I don't, I don't know anything about L.A. I don't know where to live, and I don't want to, like, jump into a situation where I'm, like, forced to stay in a place. And I have no driver's license and no pay stubs and no way of even, like, verifying my income. Can you just trust that I'm going to give you money? And she was like, sure, let's go. And I'll talk to you in two weeks. Oh, that is so, what a good friend. That was just like, you know what, I know, I know you well enough to know that you're going to figure it out and... I mean, at some point, too, like, you're not tied down by, like, a lease or anything, and you're able to really explore the city and just figure it out, um, you know, figure out what jobs and friends and what your lifestyle would look like. Um, and she just gave you the space to do that. She just she just knew. She just knew that that's what you needed. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, like, forever grateful for her for that. And then it's crazy because then about two months into that, relationship of me like being in LA I'm so happy and everything I'm like growing and then her life starts to get crazy she has an issue with her boyfriend they break up she gets laid off from her job and she's kind of just sitting here like I'm tired of struggling I have this unemployment I'm, I'm ready to travel like I've never really had the freedom to just go and travel and she's like I'm gonna leave LA next month and I was <sighs> like wait what do you mean like, I haven't gotten myself together at all. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to figure it out. And it was, like, a couple of weeks before Christmas, and she was like, January 1st, like, I'm out. I'm leaving. And I was like, okay. So I got on Facebook, and I was like, I have to find a roommate, and I have to find someone who, once again, is going to trust that I can just pay my rent. She's going to trust that I'm, like, not this crazy person. And I found the most amazing roommate. Uh-huh. Do you want to say her yeah. name? Her name is Bashira, and she's an actress, she's an entrepreneur, and she is freaking incredible. And that was when I feel like my life really just kicked it up a notch 
because I had sat down the moment that my friend told me that she was leaving, I sat down and I wrote out everything that I wanted in a roommate and in an apartment. And I got it even better. Wow. And I was like, holy crap. I had just surrendered and was like, this has to work out. I decided that this works out because I got to go in like two weeks. Wow. Even before the two weeks was up, boom, I was already in the new apartment. That must have been, been so almost scary. Two years. <laughs> Definitely. It's been two years since that moment? Uh, October. Yeah, I think that's the warming two years. Yeah. Um, you know that quote where they say, you know, you are the five people that you hang out with most. Would you say mm-hmm. that since your roommate was obviously someone with a lot of drive, she was an actress, she was an entrepreneur, would you say that, you know, moving in with her has uh, encouraged you or inspired you or helped you or just even, like, helped you stay accountable? Like, I mean, that's. Being around people that are also doing something or maybe even doing something better has always helped me. Totally. So a lot of my friends in New York, like, they have goals and they have ambitions, but they were always still working the nine-to-five. Like, they hadn't figured out a way to fully leave their job and to, like, actually thrive leaving their job. So then here I am. I come to New York. My roommate is an actress. My roommate, her first job out of college was her playing Nala in The Lion King on Broadway. Oh, damn. (laughs) She was, like, the youngest one to play Nala ever, and it was just, like, this inspiration every single day that was just, like, okay, maybe I have never saw representation of an entrepreneur, but here it is in my face every day. So I would see her going to auditions. I would see her just, like, hosting classes and dance classes and singing all over L.A. and all this stuff. And she would tell me these stories, and I was like, wow, like you're just a girl from Philly, and you did it. I can do it too. Yeah, I I feel like if I lived with Nala, I would feel inspired. You're like, you know what, maybe I'm not thinking big enough because I'm literally watching somebody do incredible things. Like, she gets to do it. Why can't I do it too? (laughs) Totally. And then from that place, it was like, okay, let's do it together. Two minds are better than one. These are my fears. These are my insecurities. Like, I mean, I feel like people don't talk about what they're really afraid of often enough. Right. We're always trying to be, like, perfect and be the strong individuals. And I would just come home sometimes and just be like, I I don't know what I'm doing. Something's wrong with me. (laughs) Yeah. Like, why aren't they buying from me? And she'd just be like, relax. And just like in talking to her, the answers would just come to me. Mm-hmm. That it was like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. I know that this is what I'm meant to be doing in this world. And that's why, you know, cultivating those relationships and really just, even if you have to shut those other people off in your life from the past, then do it. Like, I'm all for it. Like, I send my friends love. Every now and then I would just be like, hey, thinking of you, love you, but I can't talk right now. Right, right. And and that love doesn't go away. But nope. to some degree, you know, it's it's so good to have friends that truly who see you for who you are as a whole and they see they see your flaws. Like just being able to be that vulnerable with somebody so that they can see your flaws and even help you through it possibly. I mean, I've got a couple of friends like that that um I really do lean on in 
you know, in times of success, but also in times of struggle, because I, I think sometimes success can give us these, you know, these rose-covered glasses that, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, well, well, Anna, um, you know, I'm glad that everything's going great for you, but, you know, you still have this thing that you were set to work on. Where are you at in that? And just keeping me accountable, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. But being able to say all of those scary things that you feel to yourself out loud to somebody else almost releases that pain in a sort of way. It's almost therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And that was why I was like, this is why I coach, because I understand the power of it. I understand being able to express how you feel and know and trust and believe that it doesn't mean that you have to stay there. So even those moments when I break down and I'm crying and maybe I'm back on the bathroom floor, I'm just like, okay, I get to get back up, dust my shoulders off, put my head back up high, and I get to keep moving. Right, right. And it doesn't matter how well everything is going. Like, we still all have those moments for whatever reason, you know? Mm-hmm. We still all have we still have those times where we're like, oh, this guy is falling. And you're like, Anna, no, it's actually not. Just had one bad, bad thing happen today. It's not the end of the world. You still got all these things, you know. Uh, as a as a mindset coach, uh, how how do you help people? Like, what is your process? I literally help them just like tap into the energy of them already being on the other side of their goals. So what happens so often is. We hold on to these beliefs that we're unworthy, that we're not good enough, we're not pretty enough, we're not smart enough, that when we set goals for ourselves, we don't really believe that we can achieve it. Mm. We don't believe that it's possible for us. So what I help them see is that the past and whatever happened in your life that made you believe that story is not true. That is not your ultimate truth. There's nowhere it's like written that says, you know, you can't thrive, you can't be happy. So from that place of just truly uncovering, like literally we will journal and like be on the phone, like clients will be crying and I'll be like, okay, so tell me why you feel unworthy. Tell me what it is. And then they'll say whatever and it'll be like, okay, do you really believe that? Is that the ultimate truth? Can you find examples of people who had that same story, who had an experience similar to that, and they made it out on the other side? Why do you think you're different from that person? You're not. That's total BS. Like, let's go. Let's love. (laughs) Totally. You're like, I get that you're sitting in a hole right now, but, like, that hole's not yours to sit in. Like, to sit in. (laughs) Yeah. I'll hold your hand, but I'm going to challenge you, and I'm going to ask you the questions that you're too afraid to ask yourself. And serious growth takes serious work. So, I mean, I, I think it's great that you're like, I'm going to hold your hand while you're doing this, but I'm going to hold you accountable and I'm going to challenge you because unless you're being challenged, you're not going to grow and nothing's going to get fixed. Like, this isn't just a call mm-hmm. where I sit here and tell you that you're amazing and you're beautiful and you're smart. No, we're going to work this out. <laughs> yeah, because I can tell you that a million times, but you aren't going to believe it until right. you really see it for yourself. And it doesn't serve you if you don't believe it. You know, these affirmations that, you know, I always see like, oh, my morning affirmations. I'm like, that's really great. But are you telling yourself that? Are you embodying it? Do you believe what you're saying to yourself? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I remember just saying the affirmations a million times. I used to write it, oh, my God, my hands used to hurt. And I was like, why is nothing changing in my life? And I was like, oh, because you had an access to the switch. 
Right, because all you're doing is writing this affirmation multiple, multiple, like multiple times. Like you're reciting these affirmations in the shower. Great, but you're not doing anything. I think so many times people who are manifesting or they're studying the law of attraction forget that the law of attraction does nothing if you don't also uh, use the law of action, right? Like mm-hmm. the law of action requ- is required for the law of attraction. So, yeah, I mean, it's great to sit there and write down your affirmations over and over and over again until it becomes so natural for you that you're like, oh, this is my handwriting. This is my voice. I just did that a hundred times. That's great. But it's that extra step in mm-hmm. believing it and taking action with it that I feel like where, you know, a lot of the change comes. Definitely. And it's the energy you put behind it. You can line three people up in a row and they can tell you, I love you. And each one is going to give you a different feeling. Someone's going right. to say it and you're be like, wow, they're really sincere. And then another person is going to say it and you're going to be like, that's totally sarcastic. I don't believe anything you just said because it's about mm-hmm. the power and the energy behind it. So when we're saying these affirmations, it's like, are you really stepping in using your entire physical body to get behind this thing? And we're not. We're just saying it. Our shoulders are slumped. We're just like, whatever. They said I should be doing this, so I'm just going to cross this thing off my list because it's what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. And I'm sure you don't let your clients cross stuff off lists, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're like, I see that you checked this box. That's good. it till it sticks. <laughs> Definitely. Because it's a daily decision. There's constantly going to be things that, you know, really just shake you up. I always tell myself, I'm like, the universe never promised me that I would have a drama-free life, but it did promise me that I wouldn't be going at this alone. It did promise me that I would have the steps and the tools that I need for me to make it through this thing. So even as a mindset coach, knowing what I know, sometimes I'm still just like, holy crap, what's happening? And then I'm like, okay, maybe before I would let it go on for months. But now mm-hmm. I know how to snap out of it. I know the work that needs to be done. I know how to heal. I know how to get past the hump. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Do you have a a place um, where people can come and hire you as a coach? Is it a monthly service? Is it a group? Like what what is it? What is what is the what is your main offering? I guess as a mindset coach. Yeah, my passion project is my monthly membership group called Listen Up Universe because I remember in the early days when I was ready to hire a coach, I was like, I don't have thousands of dollars to pay someone to help me right now. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I'm barely getting by. I can barely buy tacos. So I told myself that when I got into a better position in life, I would create a space that was totally affordable, that was totally a no-brainer, that still gave you everything you needed. So I created Listen Up Universe, where you get the weekly journaling prompts, you get the video trainings, you get meditations, and you get that support and coaching from me, and it's only $33 a month. Wow, $33. I look at that, I'm like, that's a lunch out in L.A., you know? Exactly. That's that's an appetizer and an entree, or like if it's dinner, that's a glass of wine and an entree. Maybe, maybe. Like, if you have serious work to do, like, skip the lunch, spend your $33 somewhere else, it's going to change your life forever, you know, because that mac and cheese looks good right now, but it's not going to change your life. 
It's just going to tell us your moment. <laughs> and the amazing thing about it is you can sign up for free challenges. Like, I do tons of free things, like, on my personal Facebook page, on my Instagram. But there's something about actually putting that money in, investing in yourself, that really gives you that extra push for you to show up and do the work. Oh, it's like a gym membership, you know? It's like, well, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vow to run every single day, or I'm going to vow to do 50 squats a day, or whatever. But the moment you sign up for that gym membership, now you have this financial commitment and this emotional commitment because you're like, well, I could have had that mac and cheese and glass of white wine, but, you know, now I've made an investment and, you know, I think naturally, naturally intrinsically, we're just more motivated and more committed to get our money's worth out of it, you know? Definitely. Have you... Um, like, mm-hmm. what are what are some of the success stories that you've seen out of this group? Um, so one of my clients, she quit her job. Literally, she was working at a job that she didn't hate it, but she wasn't thrilled to get up and go to work every day either. She was always tired. She wanted mm-hmm. to be an actress, and she never actually had time to go on auditions because she was always at work during the day. And she finally started taking the steps and doing the energy work behind healing her past and her limiting beliefs that now not only has she quit her job, but she's actually making money as an actress. She's actually doing things that she actually loves, and she's the happiest she's ever been, and she's traveling all over the world. Wow. (laughs) So $33, we can all become models and actresses that travel the world, right? (laughs) Exactly. Like, I have another girl in the group who she's a teacher, and she lived in Canada. She was like, I don't like it here anymore. It's super cold. It's drabby. I need a break. And I was like, cool. Let's start applying to jobs in other places. Now she's in Turkey, and she is a teacher doing half the hours that she used to do in Canada. Oh, my gosh. That's a whole different yeah. life. You just Her life just started over. <laughs> exactly. Also, what's up with Canadian... Canadian uh, school system that people are going to school that much that she's working that much or is it just that her class sizes are smaller (laughs) her class size is much smaller and the number of kids that she works with is smaller so she only works a few hours a day now she's making more money than she did in Canada and she's in a completely different country learning a new language surrounded by a new culture wow and I'm sure as a teacher as well, she's probably, I, um, you know, she's probably much more valuable to those fewer students because she's able to give more energy to each one individually. You know, she's probably much more of an effective teacher as well. Definitely. Wow. I have a couple of friends that are teachers. They like to listen to this podcast. Hi, Lauren. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and the cool thing about listen up universe is that you don't have to be a coach. You just have to want something more for yourself. And I'm going to give you all the tools, all the strategies, all the manifestation hacks. I've used them all already, and I'm giving you the best ones. I'm giving you the steps that you need for you to just be like, this is so easy. I can implement this right now, and then you'll get the results. Wow. And a lot of these success stories are also available on your website, correct? Yes. And that's uh, LakeishaCorbet.com? 
So, guys, if you're listening and you want to check out some more of her success stories from her mindset coaching, uh, please go check it out. Her website's actually incredible. It's client success stories, my story, and then free shit. I'm like, ah, oh, that's the only thing I need. <laughs> Just write in your story. Definitely. Um, so I see on Facebook sometimes you post about Oracle cards. Can you tell me a little bit more about those and maybe how you use them to help people? So a coach that I had previously hired, as we were coming to the end of our contract, she just was like, do you mind if I pull a couple cards for you? And I was a total skeptic. And I was just like, okay, whatever, cool. You know, I didn't want to hurt her feelings. I was like, whatever. So she pulled the cards for me. I didn't really think about it. And then a couple months had gone by. And something just, like, I had the urge to go back to those card readings, maybe like four months later. And I, I looked and I was like, wow, she was so right. Everything that she said, it, like, rang true to something that happened in my life. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so dope. I need to learn more about this. So I'm like one of those people, when I get fascinated with something, I throw my all into it. And I was like, this is so awesome. I need to be offering this as well. So I bought cards. I did a whole bunch of free sessions. And I was like, okay, cool. Got the confidence. Let's start charging for this. Wow. And how do you, how do you think that the Oracle cards you know, help people? Because I think you said before in our pre-interviews, you're like, I don't think the Oracle cards really tell people future, but um, what, what, how do you think that they help people? It, it just gives them a new perspective or gives them hope, or what do you think? I feel like it confirms what you already know. Like, I'm not a psychic or anything. Like, I haven't tapped into those powers yet or whatever, but the thing that I love about the cards is, as people, a lot of times we don't trust ourselves. We don't really mm. believe that the ideas and the action that we want to take is the right thing. We ask a whole bunch of people, and they all give us different answers. They all tell us something different. But when you talk, when you pose the question for the oracle card, what they actually do is they confirm what you already know. So then now it's like that sign from the universe that's just like, I got your back. Like, you can take the leap. Like, everything is going to work out for you. Wow. That's so powerful, too, because, I mean, I have a deck of, I don't know if they're called tarot cards or angel cards or whatever. Um, I have a deck of cards that I use myself, and what I really love is that they're all really positive, and they all come from a very loving place. You know, some people are like, oh, my God, you're into this witchy voodoo, doo-doo stuff, and I'm just like, no. Like, you know, maybe I'm confused about something. I'm like, okay, how do I manifest a perfect client? I, you know. How do I how do I help serve people? How do I you know, these are questions that I ask myself on a daily basis, like how can I serve my clients more or prospective clients more or just people in my life? How can I support my mom more while she's going through this? And then I'll pull a card and it's like, you know and it's it's not even cheesy, but it's just like all of your answers, um all of your answers come from a place of love. Like you know, something mm-hmm. like that. And I'm just like oh, you mean I just need to show my mom some love and maybe that means some grace or some patience or some support or, you know, if I, you know, maybe the the question was, serv- you know, servicing my, serving my client, not servicing my clients, serving my clients come from mm-hmm. a place of love. It's like, well, well, how would a loving person serve their clients? It's like, well, you'd give them a little bit more of your time or you'd make your time more effective or whatever that looks like. Um, I really like 
pulling cards for myself just for that reason. It just kind of grounds me and centers me and shows me that, okay, what you're doing is actually really good, but it's just a little healthy reminder. You know, sometimes we get so distracted with things that are going on in our lives that we forget that some of the foundational things are just so simple, you know. The answers to our questions are so simple, but it's a nice little reminder, I would say. Definitely. And, like, I pull a card for myself every day, and the card I pulled today was just, like, stop procrastinating. And I was like, well, you've been meaning to finish writing that book. You've been Mm -hmm. meaning to, like, launch this podcast or whatever. Like, okay, so this is the the push that you need to go back to those things that you really care about and start working on them. And I saw you launched a podcast. Yes, I did. Your first (laughs) episode is out, right? Where can people listen to that? Um, it's on Apple, and it's the Girl Crush Theories. The Girl Crush Theories? You type in my name. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's so exciting. Well, everybody go listen to this after you're done listening to that episode. That is so exciting. I'm, I'm so excited for you. I'm very new to the podcasting world, so I definitely appreciate your support, and um, I want to make sure that you get the support from anyone listening to this podcast, too. Um, I just live in this theory of, like, everyone wins. You know, like, if someone has success that's greater than mine, like, go you. I'm going to clap for you. I'm going to support you. You know, I feel like some people, they may get jealous or threatened or whatever. And it's like, no, we can all eat at this table. Like, everybody eats. Everybody wins. We can all rise up together, you know. Um, There is enough dollars in the world for, like, me and every single person I know to be a millionaire. So let's do it. (laughs) Definitely. And that's why I created my podcast, because I was just like, I want to create a space where, like, women can come together and literally just, like, liberate themselves, share their amazing stories, and talk about their experiences and how they came out on the other side. So it's my girl question. Love that. And is it for just, just women or female entrepreneurs or just anybody with the story worth telling? <laughs> Yeah, just women. <laughs> just women. I like that. Simple. Very yeah. simple. Wait, did mm-hmm. I hear you say that you were uh, working on a book? Can you tell us about that? Yes. So the name of my book is called Thank God I Got Fired. And it's because I feel like that's where my life really took the first turn for the better. Mm-hmm. And I know that so often in life, you know, these really bad things happen to us sometimes we don't understand that we're trying to make sense of and I really truly believe that those were blessings in disguise so me getting fired is a chapter a chapter about like you know thank god he ghosted me and all of those like negative experiences that happened in my life that really helped me catapult and be the happy person that I am today oh I love that and so is it uh kind of a biography or is it uh, aim to help people that have also gotten fired in a rock bottom? What, what would you describe yeah. it? Um, so it's like a self-help guide of just wow. me telling you my story and the lesson that I took from that experience that now you can find in your own life and apply for yourself. I really love that it comes from a place of gratefulness. Like, thank God I got fired. Thank God I got ghosted. You know, you're saying thank you for this really horrible thing that happened to me because it's teaching me a lesson that has made me a better person today that has catapulted me into success. You know, 
I think so often Definitely. we forget to thank God or the universe or whatever um, for our hard times as well. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like we get upset about the things that happen to us. Like, obviously, in the moment, like, I was totally pissed I got fired and I got ghosted. But I think about myself and I'm like, okay, if I never got fired, would I still live in New York? Would I have ever started my business? If he didn't go to me, would I really have had the strength and the courage to move to California? Probably not. I love that. I love that. So I feel like the universe or whatever you believe in, if you don't change, it's going to force you to change. Like change is inevitable. And there were little Mm -hmm. signs along the way that told me to walk away from certain situations, and I didn't. And it took getting ghosted, getting fired, you know, feeling Mm -hmm. like my friends weren't supportive or whatever, for me to finally take the lead and do the things that I had always dreamed of. Right. It's like the universe gives us little, like, warning blitz, like, blitz, blitz. Okay, you're not listening to my warnings. Okay, now I'm going to just set your entire place on fire because you're not listening to me. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you're not making the changes that you need to make, so I'm going to force you to do that. Definitely. It's like how your gas light comes on first, and it's like Mm -hmm. your tank is empty, and then you still don't listen to it, and then it's like, boom, car breaks down in the middle of the freeway. What are you going to do now? I tried telling you. I told you to take care of me better. So, Lakeisha, you have been so great on this podcast. I absolutely adore your story and your willingness to share it and just being so vulnerable and open. I feel like your story is so inspiring. I'm personally inspired by it. Um, How can our listeners uh, follow you on your journey? How can they follow you on your journey? How can they follow your business? Um, how How can they connect with you online? You can literally follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Coach Lakeisha. Love that. And then for your, can we just mention your your group, your your coaching group? Yeah, it's Listen Up Universe. You can go to either of those platforms and you can just shoot me a message. I'll send you the link or whatever. You join, you get instant access to everything. Oh my gosh. And then so they join and then they just start immediately or do you have a do you have like start dates for everything? No, well, you start immediately. You have it's an amazing community on Facebook with other incredible women and you have access to all the video trainings, to the journaling prompts, and I just add more and more every week. I love that. Well, thank you so much for Lakeisha for coming on to this Empire Diaries podcast. You've been an absolute joy. All of our listeners know how to connect with you. Know how to um, know how to uh, take advantage of your gifts in this world. And I'm so excited to see how the listeners of this group uh, get to benefit from you. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you supporting me in my journey, um, but also empowering other women to start their own business, take leaps of faith, and to drop everything and start over. I, I I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right. This is at the end of our podcast today. Check out Lakeisha on all the links mentioned in this podcast and stay tuned on this podcast for more episodes of female entrepreneurs and their stories of success and struggle. It's been an absolute joy. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs> bye.